have fun. <laughs> no, nah, we have fun here. It's a fun podcast. We're, yeah. we're fun guys. We're not really like other podcasts. We're a podcast that likes to have fun. Not one of them serious ones. You could call us a little zoo crew in here because we're three wild animals. Oh, I thought you were referencing Zuko from uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. I He's a firebender. Never seen it. I, I thought you were referring to uh, the wild and crazy guys. I got close. You were almost there. I got oh. very close. That's copyright. <laughs> hey, gang. <laughs> I'm James. Who are I, you? I'm Kenny. Who are you? I am Aaron. And we changed our name. What are we? Who are we? Why are we? Well, we're guilty treasures now. Can anyone explain? That feels James, good. Calm down. Uh, I'm very irate. Guilty treasures. The uh, the movie. Well, gotta get a clean take. Uh, take two. Action. Guilty treasures is the movie, TV, music podcast that covers all things pop culture. That you're just a little bit uh, too cut, ashamed. Cut, 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 cut. Uh, Kenny, I need you Here to do uh, books too. You forgot books. And pop culture. And pop culture. Okay, uh, Slate, take three, and action. Uh, 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 cut. Yeah, we need a clean one. Okay, take four, action. That was a double clap. All right, all right. It's going to confuse the editor. New scene, new scene. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty Treasures is a pop culture podcast that covers all the things that you love that you're slightly ashamed to talk about. Ooh, that's the trailer line right there. That's, that's the trailer that's where line. That's it is. All right, Aaron, be sure you get that in. Yeah, get that a- in somewhere. Aaron, I believe in you. That's good. Also, you Aaron, Aaron you I, you are a treasure of my heart. A guilty treasure, unfortunately. <laughs> Everybody has something bad to say about me, but you know, James, he's got my back for it. I got your back, bro. But, um, yeah, I think this kind of puts us on the map a little bit. I, I hope so. From Ardman's lesser-known films all the way to Zoolander number two, we Still talk about it. your pop culture loves that you just hate. But you also love. Yeah. And I think a critical thing that I want to establish, mm-hmm. I don't want to bring in this ironic love of no. these things. Not like people like The Room. Yeah. It's like people like who genuinely, genuinely like the thing. Like, I like Shrek and Power Rangers. Genuinely. Oh, yeah, no, I love both of those things. Genuinely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think a, a good way to describe it is when you and your friends are together and you say, oh, yeah, I really like this movie, and everybody just has a, a unison of, really? Or <laughs> why? And, and you're the only one like, but no, how do, how do you, not, how do you yeah. not see it? It's great. And everybody's like, I don't. Like, yeah. you're, you know, the one in the crowd who fights for it. And I think – Everybody kind of has at least one of those things, whether oh, yeah, it be Bush, sure. media, whatever it may be. Also, I like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Really? Oh, I love Yu-Gi-Oh. It's so dumb. <laughs> Wait, card game no. or both? Well, you can't talk oh. about it if you think that it's – if you're ironically loving no, it. No, I don't ironically love it. I love how dumb and stupid it but is. But that's ironically loving No, it. no, but, like, I get genuine joy from it. Well, that's different. If you're watching the source material and going, I enjoy this – yeah, but if you're watching something because it's dumb, and you are acknowledge you are stepping outside of it, and you are putting yourself on a pedestal, I'm not putting myself on a pedestal. I like how wild dumb. it gets. You just call it dumb. It's a compliment. It is dumb. Though. It's not a compliment. Would you walk up to your mother and go, "Hey, you dumb," but I, I mean, love no. you. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. That's caveat. Yeah, you dumb. But I love you. Would you do that, James? No. My then mom would start crying. Okay. Oh. So th- 
then you you can't say that dumb is a positive attribute for Yu-Gi-Oh. But I can, because it is, it's and not, it's great. No, I love it's not it. equitable. It's so good. The first season makes no sense, but it's great. That's not equitable. That, no, I don't know what you're saying. Let me love what I love, Kenny. You said equitable, and for some reason, I thought of horses because of equine. Because of equine, and I and I just thought of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, playing horses or horses playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Listen, uh, in one of the seasons, they duel on motorcycles. It's fucking ridiculous. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> uh, Aaron, uh, bleep out, bleep out my curse. Okay, uh, t- say the curse again. Boop. Here we are, guilty treasures. Uh, um, but yeah, I-, I think we all have a- an agreement of like I really. I, I really don't know if I have a, just a guilty pleasure or if I just have a, a pension for um, John Goodman. Like uh, sure. a, a lot of my guilty pleasures are John Goodman films. That's nothing to be guilty of. Well, from the eighties and nineties. What? That's nothing to be guilty. King of. Ralph is a is a great movie in my eyes. I've that never be, seen it. That could be something to be guilty of. I've never heard of it. King Which, Ralph. <laughs> Which is why it was I I would like to watch it before it. I'm. I just. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see what people are ashamed of. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna. And that's a great shirt. What are you ashamed of? Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, let's put that on the store. Anyway, uh, we're gonna get guests. We're gonna cycle people in. That's all. That's all I want to say. Yeah, and I think with this especially, we can do polls, and we can say, hey, you know, what is a book, and and people can tell us, and then we can see that because yeah, you know. I, lo- I like King Ralph. I think it's a great movie. And still I'm sure there's at least 100 other people in this state that might think that. Well, it's too. only 100 oh, in only Texas. Only 100 in Texas, yes. Wow, that's a small number. That's a very well, small number. Well, I'm forgetting number. the panhandle. I always forget. Oh, that. Yeah, that goes up to 105. I, I always forget that there's there's stuff west of Waco between El Paso and Waco. I always forget that there's stuff out there. There's so much more stuff. There's a lot. That's so you're <laughs> saying that only there's only a hundred in the central to eastern region of Texas. Yes. <laughs> I, I I think that's a fair statement. It's not a very great movie, I'll admit, but it's a fun movie, and I love John Goodman. All right, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, you're, no one's fighting. Yeah. You Guys, it's a good movie. I, I don't I, know. Okay, what, that's fine. I, it's just he wears a Las Vegas shirt and he's got a crown. That's great, and, cool. great. And yeah. then like Wonderful. it was also in a time where like you couldn't be husky and royal. So like uh, okay, the, he was. He, it was a good time. Jeez, it what? sounds like it. Aaron, we're on your side. Yeah, we're it's with you. Never once. We've got your back. Is John Goodman in Pixar somewhere? Yeah, yeah. he's. He's uh, Sully in Monsters, Inc. That's right. Okay. I was like, is he getting recognition everywhere? Okay, just making sure. And Monsters University. That's, That's true. Yeah. And Solid movie. He's got a great voice, too, for singing. He sings? Does he sing in uh, King Ralph? <laughs> he might, probably. <laughs> but uh, he sings in Monsters, uh, Monsters, Inc. soundtrack, I think. Really? Yeah. Or uh, with Billy Crystal, uh, Wouldn't Be Nothing If I Didn't Have You. I'll All play right. it for y'all when we're done recording. Okay. It's a great song. Really cute. Great. There it is. Great. One more time. Great. Just for safety. Great. Okay, we got it. Let's let's wrap up. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. <coughs> Bye. Oh man, what if that was it? What if that was the entire podcast episode? I really, I'm I'm sorry if you paused or or stopped it. I'm just saying, like.
You can see your screen. It shows you that there's more. Oh, that's so weird. But yeah, so what are we talking about today? I don't know, man. I started watching How I Met Your Mother again. Are you ashamed of that, James? Uh, People said I say I should be because I relate to Ted Mosby. And then they say, James, you what? Who tells you to be ashamed? Of Ted Mosby? Apparently he's a huge, huge misogynist. I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you all about it as I go through the season. Okay. Seasons. Have you watched How I Met Your Mother, Aaron? Um, off and on. I don't think I've ever sat down and uh, binged it to where I'm, like, coherent enough with it. Mm-hmm. But I remember th- things and stuff about it. I think it was ending my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. So it was a real big thing. Like, and it was kind of like a dude broy thing. Like all the dudes got together and watched it. I was like, ah, it's not really my thing. I'm gonna See, go. that makes me feel bad. I that dude bros are associated with that show. Well, like where I was at school. Like it was, It felt like a dude bro thing. Still. Or, I went to school at Texas State. So, yeah. Oh. They, like, they probably liked Barney. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it was a Barney thing, and and I I just went to go play Super Smash Brothers with the gamers club. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Well, James, die no. on this hill then. Die on this hill. Defend your love of how I met your mother. If it's been commandeered by dude bros, ugh. And if people are trying to shame you and liking that show, no, I just relate with Ted Mosby and Marshall. Uh, but like, listen. I'm a hopeless romantic, so it's nice to see the struggles of another hopeless romantic, mm-hmm. and it gives me a, a sense of catharsis. What what sets himyum, as I like to call it, that's something that I've just coined. What sets what sets himyum apart from any other show that is tackling a similar subject matter for you, James? Uh, I don't know. It it's okay. Uh, well, so I turned twenty six like. Uh, almost a month ago. Humble Happy Brad. birthday. Thank you. Uh, but in the show, Ted starts off like the story takes place when he's 27 and then goes throughout the years. So seeing it from like a 26 view versus like 18 when the show started, I was like, wow, this honestly feels like a real group of friends. Like it feels mm. pretty genuine in their antics. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, it's hyperbolized because it's a TV show. It can't be real, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they exaggerate things to make it entertaining. But, like, at the core, it's like it feels like what a friend group feels like in your t- late 20s. Yeah, the humor very much feels like it's comprised of bits. Yeah. Because your friends are comedy writers, which makes sense. Because I feel like there's a little bit of overlap that How I Met Your Mother might be sort of quasi a show for comedy people i feel like it is yet it still had the mainstream appeal of a friends type yeah show yeah i I think because i I think it was kind of a gap for friends like we haven't had a friends show in a few yeah few years yeah where something came up and then bam cbs was like we got you in 2005 they just kept rolling things out wait you say cbs Yeah. yeah yeah cbs what? Same as Big Bang Theory and yeah, CBS. Is that okay, James? I I just must be remembering wrong. I thought it was different. I don't. I don't. Where did I you think remember. it was, James? I don't. I don't know. Uh, it might be BBC. I don't remember. It's not BBC. I know <laughs> that. All right, just Bravo. Sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. Sci-fi. Definitely. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. That's what it was. Uh, post name change. <laughs> 
Paramount. Yeah, there it is. It's the Paramount Network. It formerly just premiered. As, formerly known as Spike. Yeah. Or the R. L. Ray Network. Oh, dude, that's a. That's a plug. Sh- shout out! You're in Austin. Yeah. You know what we're talking about. You okay, Cam? I'm just trying to translate how I met your mother into Spanish. Well, it's not. No, it's, the same. it's Robert Rodriguez's channel. Not See, Spanish. He, All right. He, he's got he's got some weird stuff on that. Yeah. But I kind of like it. I've never seen it. I just know he owns it. Yeah. So he he's got some weird things going on there. There's a lot nice. of guilty pleasure stuff on there. <laughs> so we just have to watch that. Yeah. Once. Because like they have um, a wrestling show on there that's, that's got like magic and electricity and a bunch of things going on. So electricity is different from magic to you. Yeah. All right. No, it's all kind of the same. Yeah. That's where. <laughs> yeah, you're Kane. That's what? Wah, wah. I don't know what that is. Alright. Qual is what? Oh, that's what one is? I don't know. I can't answer that question for you. <laughs> that's good. Thank good you. bit. Good bit. Thank you. So I guess this podcast is going to now have structure to it. Why do you sound so Boy, disappointed? You're so sad. Listen. You're like, I had some real dreams and ambitions with this thing. Yeah. It's not structured. You're aggressively astructured. Yeah. Whatever that, I assume that means without structure. Yes. I like chaos. That's why I like improv. You should have called it chaos theory, you dumbo. We're not changing our name again. It's going to be confusing for the. Nope. We are uh, guilty treasures. (laughs) Coming at you from. RCRD Studios. That's right behind you. Yeah, no, that's right. Permanent RCRD. Yeah. Shout out to them. Thank you Mm -hmm. for the uh, equipment and just being nice people. Yeah, really nice people. Really nice. Really nice. When you say it, it sounds sarcastic, Kenny. Yeah. Yep. All right. Kenny, what are your uh, guilty pleasures? Star Trek. I don't feel good about loving Star Trek (laughs) as much as I do. Why? Because no one likes it. People like it. A lot of people like it, but they're few and far between, and usually it's not the cool people. I feel like more people like Star Trek than King Ralph. Yes. You are correct. Hold on. Let me get my wallet out and give you $20. <laughs> Good bit. This Good is bit. the ASMR Power Minute, where we uh, just do ASMR for you. <laughs> and there goes the Power Minute. Uh, there's a lot of bad Star Trek. There's a lot of bad Star Trek. There's also a lot of great Star Trek. Uh, whenever it's great, it's some of the best science fiction that pop culture has ever had to offer. Do you think it outshines <coughs> the great Star Trek? Do you think it outshines the bad Star Trek? I think it does. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's very easy to forget all of the bad Star Trek. But additionally, there's this property that is involved where I think all of the worst qualities of Star Trek get aggregated and applied liberally over the entire franchise. Um, chintzy production value, terrible dialogue, terrible acting. Uh, I've never seen Star Trek, so I really have nothing to say. Sure. Uh, it's really easy to equate the folks that are on screen with people that are wearing pajamas for a living. 
Um, <laughs> you would not be far from the truth. They dress in onesies the further the show goes along. That's fantastic. But I, I, I genuinely love it. And one of the great things about Star Trek is, at least as it's, whenever Star Trek is firing on all cylinders, it's about blue-collar people thrown in extraordinary circumstances more than anything. I think the original series encapsulates this aspect best because the world is so small. There's nothing special about it. It's just people that are working very hard uh, encountering a strange new world. So I feel a little bit guilty about my unabashed love of Star Trek. Um, And there's a I could go on forever about that. Additionally, uh, I want to do. I want to make you guys sit down and watch Mag- Magic Mike XXL. I'm down. And go into all the history with that movie and the, the kind of revelatory uh, gender politics of mm. that film. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to think. Yeah, th- that's what you, you. You should be doing that. You're a Mo- film guy. Movies should make you do that, man. Oh. Are you contemplating this home film thing now? Just because yeah. <laughs> for the you, you guys have really like really just shattered my dreams right now. Like I have to think for filmmaking. For the listener at home, James is currently getting into a corner, grabbing a pillow, and just going to sleep, much like a small cat would. Just good night. Oh, okay, I'm awake. Take three. Good nap. Good nap. Good bit. Good yeah, nap. I try. What? I watched uh, uh, Flight ninety three today. Flight 93 or United 93? Flight 93. Yeah. It, I, the m- made-for-TV A&E yeah. telemovie? Uh, <laughs> made with Fox, in association with Fox. Oh, James. It was still really sad. <sighs> it was better. Here's a hot take. Because I started watching United 93, and I was really bored by it. Gross. But then I went over to uh, Flight 93, and it was was legitimately entertained and touched. No. Yes. No. Yes. The direction was way better. Granted, I've never seen Flight 93, though I'm assuming that uh, master filmmaker like Paul Greengrass probably has <laughs> nothing compared to the director of Flight 93, whoever that is. But you I'm, have to I'm looking up. You have to meet United 93 on its own terms, which is one of the great things about that movie. It is just a recreation of those events and the dramatization of those events which your mileage will vary and understandably so because it's not a pleasant watch and no star no. casting correct if i'm not mistaken not really i think the biggest star in that movie is olivia thurlby and that's in maybe a one or two second shot uh peter markle directed ah, flight 93. yes the great peter markle director of flight 93 listen bow down to the king is what <laughs> i say it was better directed. No, that's not possible. How is it not possible? Because Paul Greengrass is able to get so much tension from watching dots cross a screen in United 93. I don't recall. It's it's one of the most tense things that I've seen. And it's silent during that time, isn't it? It keeps going back to the dots to the people? I. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I just remember just being enthralled by the entire experience. I think I was young, and I think I told myself, I think I'm only going to watch this once. I mean, kind of thing. I, it's probably warranted I could watch it again. I That's was fair. 23 minutes in, and they were still setting things up. 
Yeah. Well, because it's an everyday life. You got to remember, like, for the, for, it was an everyday life for everybody. It was a normal Tuesday. I know. I know it was a normal Tuesday. I don't think you remember. 9-11? No, I was in third grade. Wow. Why did you say the Alamo? No. That's what 93 is listen, about. It's about the Alamo. Listen. Oh, I'm the only Texan here. Yes. Oh, man. Yeehaw. That's why my first go-to was remember the Alamo. Mm. Either way, Flight 93 made me cry a whole bunch because it was real sad. <laughs> <laughs> so it had an emotional reaction <laughs> like films are supposed to do. And it made me think about those people's lives. I like the Cat in the Hat movie because that cat was in a hat. <laughs> what? The love guru, that guy, uh, he knew about relationships, and that just made me feel good. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Everybody teach their own. I'm just saying, Flight 93 was bad directed. I mean, I haven't finished United 93 yet. But <laughs> I, mean, I was 23 minutes in, and I was like, this there's still no characters. You have to meet the movie on there's its no, own. There's no characters. They weren't focusing on the characters. That's what's great about it. What? <laughs> movies are about characters. No, heavens no. What? Movies oh, wow. Movies can be about a litany of things. It's not just about characters. Yeah, but characters drive the story forward. They're the whole thing. What about plot-driven movies? What about what, what, what? Plot-driven movies. No. Are we going to take this to uh, Rotten Tomatoes just to... Even it out a little bit? No, you shouldn't use Rotten Tomatoes to judge the quality of a film. Well, you just use your personal taste. I, I know, but just so we have a general idea, um, <laughs> on Flight 93, okay. uh, the audience score is 65. Solid. Um, it's and a D. on the tomato meter, um, they didn't even uh, <laughs> rate it. So, <laughs> Listen. Let's check United. Um, okay, so 83 th- audience and 90 on the tomato Yeah, meter. James is wrong. <laughs> James will finish you 993 and cry even more. We get it. I don't think that you have the ability to connect with United 93 because that movie does not really have characters. Because they're people. It's but, because yeah, it's, it's people, not. But you still need to show the people that's wh- how you care about it. I'd be really eager to watch United 93. Like, I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. I, I would be in, like. Are I, we, you're I, just going to see me cry. Is this our new Shrek? Is this. Apparently. No. <laughs> Let's not make United 93 a new Shrek. That would be bad. Just Buffalo Wild Wings and no. <laughs> United 93? No. Let's not do that. You're right. We'll watch it with King Ralph. That That's more acceptable as opposed to making United 93 a meme. Yeah. True. Let's yeah. not do that. Let's not do that. That'd be real bad. Yeah. But I. it's been a while. <laughs> but yeah, United 93, I remember it being the first non- Hollywood uh, depiction of September 11. I thought that was really interesting. I mean, there really hasn't been a film that has. Uh, World Trade Center with Nick Cage and. Mm-hmm. Hold on. That was almost finished <laughs> with my sentence, but I appreciate you contributing. Thank you. There hasn't really been a film that has captured 9 11 as potently without any jingoistic patriotism. Mm. attached to it as opposed to United 93 which can definitely be a very cold watch because there is no character it's not interested in participating with 
traditional film structure, I think, well, it probably does have a traditional film structure, but it's completely atypical in the sense that there's no... Mark Wahlberg is not on United 93, and he's not stopping the United 93 terrorists. There is no one central character that you can follow. If anything, the, the closest that you could do is probably the head of the air traffic control center, and even then, I don't recall that movie having very much about his inner model or much about his thoughts outside of just sheer terror and panic. From the 23 minutes I watched, it was just things happening. That's it. No, no, like you said, no character. Just, just like, all right, this thing's happened, and now it's time for this thing. It's just plot, 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 <laughs> plot, plot. I like characters. Well, well, here's the thing too. Like, if I'm not mistaken, United ninety three, they're just kind of going. It's a, it's. A, a, We're talking so much about United ninety three <laughs> really on are. a film about guilty pleasure movies. Irony. This is a movie that is about a hardcore recreation of events that happened on September eleventh. Yeah, it's really sad. Told with a cold, calculated, uh, style that is meant to evoke tension and terror and panic. It is by a master filmmaker. It's a great movie. This is not a guilty pleasure movie. N- and if anyone does come in here and say this is, I got a lot of guilty pleasure. It's called United 93. We should go. We should leave. <laughs> yeah, that really silenced silence the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Power Rangers, uh, they taught me to stand up to bullying. Huh. And to just to be a good person. I, I just thought they were really cool. If I'm being honest. If I'm being like completely honest, and I might be one of the few, I don't remember them teaching me a lot. What? I really did. Well. It's hand-fisted down your throat. Oh, I do remember them teaching me about gambling. The kids are very, the kids are not one for subtlety. No. It's I, I just saw sparks and really cool jumpsuits. I mean, yeah, that's the main appeal, but also it's like, uh, uh, Jason, I don't know what to do. These guys are bullying me. Uh, Billy, you gotta stand up for yourself. Uh, thanks, Jason. And then they fight a monster based around that. It's awesome. Again, kids aren't one for subtlety. It's, it was it was meant for kids, James. I, know, I watched it as a kid, and I grew up on it. It was awesome. <laughs> and they taught me about uh, gambling because they brought that uh, Plinko machine. And uh, what's his face got really, really um, into gambling because of the I, plinko machine. I, I don't, I don't know. That's what it taught me. Taught me that plinko machines are bad. What? What episode was this? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. Good grief. Um, which one? The Red Ranger. Which one? What do you mean? Billy uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Well, there's Jason and there's also Rocky. There's Rocky. Which one? Or Jason? believe it was Rocky. Okay. okay, so that's like season three, my yeah, Morphin. Yeah, season three. He, they bring in a Plinko machine. Uh-huh. And they, uh, he gets addicted to it, and then the Plinko machine becomes a monster. Yeah, because Reedy, Reedy, Rita was probably like, ah, let's destroy Rocky. Well, if it's season three, <laughs> let's be sure. It would actually be Rita Repulsa along with the combination of Lord Zed and Rita Repulsa. That's true. Thank you. I got to meet Lord Zed. What? One of my treasured moments. What? In all honesty, I really did. No, yeah. elaborate. He's Don't open up your water bottle. Tell us. He's a very teeny tiny Can you man. close your water bottle? Close yeah. your water bottle and tell was, us. Was making you nervous? Yes. 
Um, but yeah, he played. I can't remember. It's just that James asked you to close your water bottle and you jumped over. It. It, I can't Kenny. remember his name off the top of my head, but yeah, he's a very very small man, very teeny tiny, but a vocal range uh, like nobody else. That's really awesome. nice guy. Um, I I have a picture of uh, the Blue Power Ranger and signed by the Blue Power Ranger because my friend Danielle was nice enough to wait in line for me while I was at work and she got signed for me. David Yost. That's correct. Nice. Edwin Neal. Uh, so thank you, Danielle, for that nice picture. But yeah, really, really nice guy. Um, we had a, a convention back back home where I'm from. Where are you um, from? Uh, Kingsville, Texas. What's your address? Current or over there? I'm not going to say it over <laughs> there because that's my mom's address. So that's, <laughs> that's weird. Um, but yeah, and really nice guy. Um, and I remember everybody was asking just just these off the wall questions like like good genuine questions like oh what was the set like what was filming like blah 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 and i was just like can you please just say rangers and he did and my heart giggled he's just like rangers i was like oh my god rangers and it was just so good and he still had it and he was just this really really small man who was just like has this big booming voice whenever he he puts it on that's awesome really really cool guy that's why i want to do uh, mr neil if you're listening thank you <laughs> My goal, and this is 100% real, I want to be a Power Ranger. On, like, the new Nickelodeon, pick, Nickelodeon picked them up. I want to be a Power Ranger. Yeah, since, like, season, like, 24 or 25, they've oh, picked them up. Weren't they Disney for a while? They were. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah, because it was, like, on Disney XD or something. Mm -hmm. And before that, it was Fox. Yeah. Anyway, I, kid, yeah. I want I want to be a Power so if there's any casting agents out there, well, hire yeah. James Fight. I mean, it's I mean, in your I, name. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I will be the best Red Ranger. I'll be I'll be a Blue Ranger. I don't care. Just let me be a Ranger. Now's the time that you actually lean into your name for the first time ever. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so many opportunities. We've we've given you absolute gold. But seriously, I won't be a Power Ranger. Let's make that happen. James, we're on your side. I j just, I feel like you're fighting me. We're not fighting you. I think you're last na naming me. Well, if we're just throwing things out, I really want to be Fred Flintstone. <laughs> so, um, I know they're making a remake. It's it's coming down the pipe. It's got to. I mean, why would they? I mean, look, they're making Tom and Jerry. They're making a, a Roadrunner. Back what? Yeah. They're making both of those things. All live action. Why? I think Hanna Barbera really wants to come back. I know. Uh, Is it? Is it like a show or a movie? I believe a feature length. What? I don't. Yeah, I just yeah that's my reaction, Kenny. I just found out Cats is coming back. But I mean, like, the thing is, like, Tom and Jerry worked and Roadrunner worked because it was, like, 10 minute bits. Yeah. It won't work in a feature movie. Yeah, like, it was just, like, really simple writing. Well, I thought Goosebumps was going to be really, really silly. Never saw as it. As a film. It was enjoyable. I watched it as a kid and it freaked me out. Specifically, the toe monster eater episode. There's a a little monster that ate people's toes, and it freaked me out. So I never watched Goosebumps again. My mom made fun of me. <laughs> she said, "Oh, the toe monster is gonna eat your toes, James." Oh no, that's a terrible thing to tell a child that's genuinely afraid of that. Yeah. Why would your mother be that patronizing? Because it worked. Yeah. Now <laughs> I'm a great kid, and I stay away from toe monsters. Oh, great. He stays away from Doe Monsters. Yeah. Doe Monsters. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, that would terrify me. Just a monster that just eats the sugar cookie dough. <laughs> I worked so hard. I know. I, I made worked the... so hard on it. <laughs> but that never happened to James's toes. No, that's true. Because I stayed away. Mm-hmm. Thanks to my loving mother. Well, but Goosebumps is great, though. I mean, your mother took something that you were genuinely scared of and then leveraged it for humor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that wasn't your childhood either. This is too long of a pause. <laughs> I feel like that's just what you do as parents. Yeah, that's a bad parenting. You're going to make my mom cry, Kenny. Good. Whoa. <laughs> You've met my mom. We're sorry, Mrs. James' mom. We don't want to make you cry. We think you're great. Just, I, don't like, I don't like that because you're teaching your child, hey, your fears aren't real. My fears aren't real, Kenny. Which, now that I've said that out loud, many children's fears aren't indeed real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are. Yeah. I mean... I was scared of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Go on. So my parents Elaborate. bought me a Scooby-Doo lunchbox. Oh, my gosh. And I embraced the fear. I wasn't afraid of Scooby-Doo itself, though. <laughs> Talking I dogs. Was, I was af- no, 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 no. <laughs> I was afraid of Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> so you were afraid of the movie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, power couples. <laughs> no. Ah. Well, the second one was kind of scary. It didn't have that clown ghost thing. I don't remember, I man. mean, to be fair, there were an unlimited amount of monsters. What? I don't what? I don't remember. The movie was called Monsters Unlimited. That was a oh, great joke. Good bit. Good bit. Thank you. I don't it remember. Wasn't. I honestly don't remember. Well, we have talked a lot about Buffy characters without talking about Buffy. Buffy's amazing. We, we've talked about How I Met Your Mother, who's got Willow. We've talked yeah. about Sarah Michelle Gellar, who's... Yeah. Um, who's Buffy. Oh... She's in the she's in the series somewhere. Um, Wait, why are you? Daphne. <laughs> yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar is Daphne. That's the only thing she's ever been known for ever. Yeah. I'm only saying it because I know James really genuinely loves Buffy. I love Buffy, and it's, it's a good so show. Good. It's, it's a great show. It's a great show. It's a great show. It's yeah. like the adult version of Power Rangers. It taught me really great things. I mean, I thought the vampires looked kind of dumb. I feel Get like the, the fuck out. <laughs> Leave that like, out. I feel like the remake of Power Rangers would be the Power Rangers for adults. It oh dude the remake of, the new mm. Power Rangers movie was was so good it was unusually uh, good it yeah. was so good most people I've talked to uh, who aren't film people are like it was dumb they didn't they they weren't in the Power Rangers suit it's like yeah because they didn't earn it they earned it that's why it was so good when when oh when Jason finally says it's morphing time I literally I literally threw my fist in the air and cheered you can ask my parents they were in the theater with me I, I thought it was it was really. Dep- it was really depicted well. It was. It was great. It was. I cool. love that movie. And like, I kind of felt like a kid again. I was like, oh, this is dope. Like this is, and and they didn't cater to us necessarily. No. They gave us the film we deserved. Yeah. They didn't give us, you know, which no one saw. <sighs> I know. Yeah. But there's still hope for a sequel. No. Yes. Yes, because uh, they got bought out by uh, uh, something else. I forgot the news, but uh, I think Hasbro bought them and. Now they're like, oh, we're going to make more movies. Now they just reboot it. But I really like that cast. Oh, yeah. I like the cast, too. They're going to reboot it. No, Kenny. Because it, it didn't stick. It, no, it just got to try again. That's not how it works. That's not how anymore. Hollywood just, works. Just try <laughs> again. Hollywood's dumb. Just go online. Just keep making movies. You're great. I, I love all of Aside you. Aside from the going. Ernest films, where like Ernest 
Ernest Christmas or Ernest and all those, where they were literally just like, ah, oh, keep going. You got money here. Just keep rolling. I want, I want it. I want, I want more of the Power Rangers. I want it. More of the Power Rangers. I, it was so good. I'm going to watch that movie. James, no one is planning you on this. I, I think the only reason I think there might be a sequel. Yes. There won't be. I do so hope there is one. It's not going to happen. It will. Is because they're running out of ideas, man. What are you talking about? No, they're not. Just for films? Yeah. We're making a Tom and Jerry movie. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> like, I, 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 I hope they make a, a sequel. They're not going to. They set it up for Tommy. Tommy's going to come and be the Green Ranger. Get, James, no one is fighting you on this. You just said they weren't, they weren't making a sequel. Yeah. That's fighting not, me. That's not, I'm not, I'm telling you the truth, James. No, let me live in denial. That's weird. Speaking and of which, that he's just been holding on for a, another Power Ranger something. To Jason David Frank. Yeah. I, to, he's been making a lot of money off of his Power Rangers career. Yeah. He's like, been five Rangers. Wow. He's been five Power Rangers. And and an MMA fighter, which is really the equivalent of, of a, a real realistic. Life, yeah, of a real-life Power Ranger. Yeah. I mean, aside from the Sparks, yeah. No, there's Sparks. That's called Entrances. Blood. Oh, true. <laughs> Never thought about that. Sparks are <laughs> Blood. That's actually kind of terrifying when you actually consider it. <laughs> right? Wow. Oh. Paints a whole different light. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember that uh, – sorry, Kenny. Do that – Bootleg, bootleg Power Rangers, the Power Slash Rangers that got a lot of uh, negative uh, view. Yeah, with James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Was it the Slash in there? Are you supposed to say Slash? Like yes. Power Slash Rangers? Mm-hmm. Oh, gross. Because it's like a forward slash. Ew. And then Rangers. It was by Joseph Kahn. It was supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. Was it? Yes, most definitely. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. And it was just a super hard, yeah, gritty remake of Power Rangers. It was great. Oh, the hu- oh, okay, okay. Then yes, I have seen it. And it was okay. so over the top that it was great. And then the funny thing is that tonally it was very similar to the remake. Yeah, that eventually happened. Wasn't Jason David Frank in there? No. I'm thinking of another one. Thinking of something else. He was in the remake. Yeah, he and uh, I know he was in the remake, but I thought he was in. I thought he was in that because this was just a short. He right? was in the remake. Yeah, it was like a twenty minute short. Yeah, the, he was, he was in the remake though. Yeah, he was pointing at uh, the Megazord. Yeah, going. I'm in the remake. Yeah, right next to Kimberly. Yeah. Oh, Kimberly. Oh, man. Keep it. Keep it down. Just drink your water. Talk about movies. Jeez, Kimberly. All right. Oh gosh. Tone it down. Pump the brakes. But uh, Power Rangers the the movie, oh, it's so good. I want I want more. I want more Ivan Ooze. Is what I want. Is it good? Yes. Is it though? Wait, which one? The ninety five or the two thousand sixteen? The ninety five. Oh, the ninety five. Is it good? Uh, no. <laughs> because you said Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, which is different from Power Rangers. Than Power Rangers, right? Semantically, both by Bandai. Um, That's right. No. The 95? <laughs> I mean, objectively, as a filmmaker, no. no. As James Fight, it's amazing. I love it. I mean... How are you going to edit this episode? What do you mean, how? We're He's just going to edit it. We're all over the place. It's great. The description's going to have to be United 93 slash... 
Power Rangers. Oh, jeez. He's hiding 93 Power Slash Rangers. iTunes, oh. is, iTunes is going to call me. <laughs> hey, just wanted to check and see if everything's okay. Notice that you talked about United 93 and Power Rangers. Kenny, did I make you uncomfortable by talking about United 93? Oh, I'll talk United 93 all day. Flight 93. I've not seen Flight 93. Nah, check it out. You see that I'm right. All right. But yeah, what? 95, not a... <laughs> I mean, Ivan Ooze was a pretty scary character. It was a great character, man. He was basically the Bin Laden of the Mighty Morphin oh, Power Rangers. Oh, Kenny, no. Oh, yeah, God, felt really bad. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he enslaved people and... All right, no, mm, I'm pressing the ejection button on this. We're not going to uh, talk about it. If I'm not mistaken, it did introduce me to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Did it? Yeah, they th- when they're jumping out of the plane. Yeah. Oh, that's the entire reason I want to skydive. Is because of the opening Dude, shot. Dude, on a snowboard. Yeah, right, Tommy? On a snowboard, Tommy man. gets it. Yeah. Like, they just made him seem cool right out of the gate. Because like, Tommy is cool. I mean, he's no Jason. I'm Team Jason, but everyone else is Team Tommy. I'm Team Bulk. Get out of here. Wolf. He was cool, man. He no, had... he was a delinquent. He was the only fat person representation. That I had. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. They Listen, there's uh, 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 someone from Texas. He's a, a, a chubby. Oh, my God. It's uh, really offensive. Uh, uh, non-white uh, Power Ranger in the new series. No, uh, I don't believe yes, you. Yes, yes, yeah. He, he's probably the one that eats food all the time, and they go, Charlie. No, he's a Power Ranger. He's yeah, like, he's okay. like the green or blue Power Ranger. Yeah, and he's probably the Power Ranger that goes, "What up, guys?" And he's got a hoagie in his mouth, and they all always right. go, "Charlie, stop making fun." I know, I'm fat. No, that's not. Stop it. I know what the representation of fat people is on screen because it's oh it's it's ninety nine percent and Seth Rogen types. Yeah, but even then, Seth Rogen, I feel is just kind of like I don't know if he helped. I think he made it worse. Go on, keep keep talking. I mean, he's always he plays the uh, fat stoner guys. Not always. Not always, but I mean. For the most part, sure. What? That, that was me sliding my phone across the table to prove Aaron wrong. What? Yeah, I told you. He's Yo, from he's Texas. Hu- he's husky. I he's... told you. Yo, this is no disrespect to you. Of course, man. Flores. Uh, sure. I don't know what that means. That's, that's his name. That's his name. I don't, I don't know what that means. Oh, and he's from Donna? Yeah. I told you. No, Texas. you don't understand. Donna is very south. Mm, I prefer okay. his father. <laughs> Yeah, he's from that place. See, Power Rangers. Oh my lord! Yeah, he's husky. That's cause wow. Progressive. Well, someone that looks like me on screen. <laughs> and he's a hero. He's a beast more for Power Ranger. I swear to God! I swear to God! If they give him a bull wow. or something, what animal do you want him wow. to be? A tiger. That's right. incredible. Or a yellow jacket. <laughs> Something small, okay? okay? That's all I want. I'm sorry. You guys got to remember, when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, all we had was Bulk 
and Dan from Roseanne. You listen the Fred Flintstone, the Fred, Fred Flintstone, Flintstone. Uh, uh, the Ernie. You had Ernie in Power Rangers. Great, he was nice. He he owned a business. He had a business that was hopping. Yeah, and he always wore a Hawaiian shirt to hide his gut. All it, right, it well, works. It works. I know. That's the sad thing. Because yeah, because yeah, uh, Tito in uh, Rocket Power, he. Uh, Power is such a good show. That is a really good show. I can't wait to be a Power Ranger. Anyway, go ahead, Power uh, Rocket Power. But I mean, if a kid from Donna can do it, man, I'm telling you, Donna's a very small community in South South Texas. This is my point. This is why I want to be a Power James, Ranger. James, no one is fighting against you being a Power Ranger. Hashtag make James Power Ranger. Okay, it's happening. Hashtag Great. make James Power Ranger. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, Rocket Power. Great show. Doesn't have the staying power that Power Rangers does. No, it didn't no. have Ivan Ooze. That's it. So. It did have Tony Hawk though. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that it was, was like weird. the fourth season. Yeah, Tony Hawk was just like, "Hey, what's up? Uh, look, look at all my cool stuff. Glow in the dark skateboards." I really, I remember that episode specifically for oh. some reason. It feels like Tony Hawk didn't really have that much if he went, look at all my stuff. Glow in the dark skateboards. But it was like a whole, like, it was like a puzzle. Other glow in the dark skateboards. You, you had to solve it by skating. Yeah, back here he got more, got more out of the glow in the dark skateboards. And snowboarding. Glow in the dark tech decks. Those were cool. Yeah. Speaking of which, are we going to be doing um, Disney original movies? Oh, yeah. Okay. But that's going to be a different show, though. If this is isn't associated with that. Well, I can't, what? Be, I mean, I feel like those need to be guilty pleasures. Yeah. Fine. We'll do it on here. James. Fine. <laughs> I'm looking for more content. Yeah. I need to be busier. No, you don't. I'm so scared for you. <laughs> I, listen. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay to just work on one thing at a time, oh, James. That's crazy. No. Disney original movies. They're redoing Freaky Friday, by the way. Again? Yeah. Another. That'll be the third iteration, right? It'll be a fourth. fourth? Yeah. Most because there was the original, and then I believe there's one with Gabby Hoffman. Yeah. Oh, oh, there it is. Uh, and then there's I the one we all know. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay I think Lohan. it's Gabby Hoffman. Yeah, the Lindsay Lohan. And then this one, which is a Disney original movie. Nice. Which is really, really nice. Sick. No. Tight. Nice. It, it's radical. It's nice, dude. Dude, hang tight. Nice. It's not though. Sure. It, it's just. Well, we're gonna have to watch it. Yeah, you need to watch the trailer at least. It's just, it's just cringy. Like they try to be cool and hip. Why? Like Freaky Friday, like the Lindsay Lohan was. Was it though? Well, like she was like grunge. Yeah, I, I guess grunge. But was like, it, when did that movie come out? Two thousand three. It's early two thousand, right? right? That's yeah, early 2000s. Because it's like just getting off the grunge mean era. Girls. What? Grunge was way before 2003. It was 90s. Yeah, the early 90s. I feel like it died at 95. I think it died in 2003. Wrong. <laughs> you can think, but you're so wrong. <laughs> That's wrong. You are wrong. So would that be more like the pop punk era? 2003? Yeah, that would be pop punk. Yeah. Okay. When did American Idiot come out? 2003. Or 2002, maybe. Somewhere between there, yeah. Yeah, because I know it was, going back to this, after 9-11, because that entire album was about that. Pop Punk didn't, is it dead yet? 
Well, I have a playlist on my Spotify called Pop Punk Perfection, so I don't think so. Depends on who you ask. I don't think it's dead. It'll live on forever. It's certainly not as mainstream as it was back in the early 2000s. Wait, Warp Tour is gone. I don't know what that is. Van Warp Tour. I don't. What? Don't say it again. That doesn't make me understand. No, Van's it. Warp Tour. What's Van's, Van's like the shoe? Van's, Van's Warp, Warp Tour. Tour. I don't know what that means. Van's Warp Tour. It was a. Tw- it was a. It's big a tour of vans, and it was like a, the shoes. Just Dodge Grand Caravans going in a circle across country. And much like Suicide Squad, it was being twisted. It was warped. <laughs> and Will Smith let it. I can't. Uh, I no. know that last bit was a bit, but <laughs> a warp tour was a a sponsored by Vans. Sponsored by Vans. The and shoe it was, thing. Yes, the shoe. The oh, shoe okay. company. Okay. Yeah. And it was. It was a, a tour. <coughs> a cross country tour. Yeah. Of pop punk bands. Oh. So thing places. Uh, uh, Some forty one. Ban- yeah. Bands Blink like one eighty two. Yellow card. Um, Bowling for soup. Uh, they were just in this past recent one. Panic at the disco. They might have. Back in the early days, back when they had longer hair, like that was in their face. American Rejects. Fallout Boy. Uh, Fallout Boy. Um, That's the big one. Yeah, they they basically the mainstream ones now have warped toward a thing for it, and it just ended. It was it was honestly a big thing. I think it was like eighteen years old. That's why I'm saying it. M- Pop punk might be dead. Nah, I think so. Well, it'll live on well, in our hearts. But Panic at the Disco is still a thing. Fallout Boy is still a thing. It's true. I don't think it's what it used to be. No. But nothing was like it used to be. Well, yeah, because time changes things. No. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what we're going to agree on? Yeah. (laughs) That time doesn't change everything? No. Just constant stasis. So maybe mm-hmm. next week we'll have more of a structure. Why are you so against structure, James? I because this was more fun. Well, I think we need Just to talk about random stuff. I think we need to to what are we, what are we going to talk about ne- for next week? Well, I have a guest lined up. Lined up. Uh, I have a guest lined up. Lined up. Uh, his name is Johnny Anzalito. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> I know Johnny. Cop- Kenny, why? Hmm. Why don't you like Johnny? He's gonna hear this probably before. Kenny and his bits. Yep. Anyway, uh, so Johnny's going to come on. Uh, but now, I originally, I was going to have the guest uh, tell us their guilty pleasure in session. But now, we're going to have them tell it to us beforehand so we can watch it and ingest it and then discuss it as a group. Provide some research content. I mean, I guess. Hot content, baby. Hot content. Just sounds like structure to me. Yeah, which is, structure is not bad. You know, no. improv is not, I mean, podcasts are not improv. I mean, they can Except be. for improv podcasts. <laughs> yeah, except for improv podcasts. <laughs> but like uh, a little bit of structure helps. Uh, a little bit of structure goes a long way. All right. I think it was Scott Ackerman that first said that. As long as I don't have to come up with the structure. I'll just say yes to it. All right. And yes and. There you go. Yeah. Because I'm bad at coming up with structures. That's just why I don't like structure. You don't have to be an architect, man. I'll just put the books on the shelf. That's weird because United 93 is a lot a- more astructural than Flight 93 would be. So you should be more of a fan of United 93 versus Flight 93. That's interesting. But yeah, that I 
I'm I think a, I think it's like you s- were going to say before I cut you off early on this podcast is because I don't like uh, uh, non-character driven things. Doesn't make sense to my brain. I connect with people, not events. Yeah, take that. No, nope, all right. Now it's too silent. Do you feel uncomfortable, Kenny? Should we leave? Do I fully work? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to fully? Right, but what is that supposed to represent? Wrestling. Nailed it. Oh, guys, stop it. Stop. We're friends. But, yeah. <laughs> that was a hit. Oh, what a <laughs> what a slobber knocker. Uh, but, yeah, no, I like character-driven things because, again, I connect with people, and I find people fascinating rather than just events. Let's run an exercise. All right. <coughs> Do you like true crime stuff? No. Do you like true crime stuff? I love it. Cool. <laughs> Experiment done. Solid exercise. Sure. Uh, Wait, what was the exercise? Uh, sure. Really just an exercise for my own internal brain purposes because of the way that I think mass audiences consume media. The proliferation of NCIS, CSI, Law and Orders, Ugh. and the like, true crime or crime-based things, which I think are – well, I do think folks tune into something like NCIS for the characters. I think they might be more engrossed with the whodunit plot aspects. I can see that. Not a big fan of NCIS. I, I, I loathe it. Yeah. Me too. It's horrendous. It's terrible writing. Do you like Law and Order though? Ugh. SCU more specifically. Yeah, but why? Out of here. Why? Yep. Um, just the, just the tension and the um. Uh, the stories. Is it stories though? Yeah. Every, every story, I mean, there sometimes there is an overarching story, uh, throughout the season, but for the most <coughs> part, it's a lot of uh. This is this person's story. We're going to figure out who done it. And uh, by the end of it, there not, might not be a happy ending, but there might not be uh, a sad ending either. Yeah, and it's but sli- it's their story. And slight variations on a theme. Yeah. Usually, there's not too much. Not, not huge different. Yeah, not huge differences in the theme, but it it it's kind of a a good um, microscopic view mm-hmm. of people and lives and stories. And I mean, I also like some really out there stuff like I liked Oz that was a great show too never watched it yeah you it's, it's deep you should it's did you like Breaking Bad and Mad yes. Men uh, have, I honestly have not given Mad Men a chance I still need to finish it but I uh, those are two shows I really enjoy liked Breaking Bad really <coughs> really liked Breaking Bad actually yeah. uh, Better Call Saul have not given it a chance just because I want to sit there and just watch it all same I can already tell um, but because uh, those were very character driven yeah yeah. Yeah. What are your favorite shows outside of Guilty Treasures? Uh, Scrubs. Hmm. Uh, love Scrubs. Help mm-hmm. help me get through high school. Sure. Um, Breaking Bad. I really like Game of Thrones. Scrubs also kind of falls into a pattern after season two. Well, yeah, you need patterns to make Scrubs. Oh, you want okay? Except that Breaking Bad doesn't. Hold on. Breaking Bad something could. The, the status quo regularly changes. Let's talk about Scrubs. Okay. 
What what pattern does it fall into? JD gets a girl. There's casual sexism. Um, JD loves Turk. Uh, oh gosh, Carla uh, is strong. Yeah. Elliot is neurotic. Oh yeah. JD wants Dr. Cox's approval. Dr. Cox yeah. secretly appreciates JD, but will never say it to his face. Dr. Kelso is a curmudgeon, but also really cares. Hard cold. Yeah, that's in season three. That's pretty much every episode until season Six. eight. Well, yeah, yeah. Whenever right. they said, "Hey, we're coming to an end," I have a beard now. Yeah, I love Scrubs. It's great. It's good. It's very pleasant to watch. Yeah, you know it was a great show. Power Rangers. I might have a great show that not a lot of people watched. How I Met Your Mother. Um, Boston Legal. Never seen it. Brooklyn Nine Nine. A lot of people watch that one though. Well, Fox still canceled it. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people watch it. Good thing NBC picked it up. Yes. Yeah. Which I I would have thought that was much more NBC's range a little bit to begin with. Yeah. But yeah, Boston Legal had a lot of people. It had um, William Shatner. It had uh, what's his name from Age of Ultron? Played Ultron. Oh, James Spader. Spader. I like that's your frame of reference for James Spader. <laughs> um. Uh, um, his congeniality, the bad bad lady, Candace Bergen. Yes, they had some pretty heavy hitters in there, um, but I want to say it had a very short run. But it was just about a uh, three uh, attorneys and their crazy antics of being defense attorneys, and it was really good. I really liked it. It was really really great, and it got canned. Well, that happens. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we don't get canned. Well, we're we're self-supporting because we, there's there's no oversight. We're in charge. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get canned. But, uh, Find out next week wait, because we're closing wait. down this episode oh, no. on next week's episode of Guilty. It's not Dragon Ball Z. It's 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 Guilty Treasure, guys. Oh, uh, uh, <clears throat> I have opinions about Dragon Ball Z. Great. They better be good. And they're not. Well, Dragon Ball Z is fine, but. Anything else after Dragon Ball Z is dumb. Anyway, uh, that's the end of this episode. Goodbye. Uh, like us on Patreon. Give us money, please. James, calm down. I mean money. And rest. Mostly rest. Yeah, yeah. stop Hat. trying to branch out to do more content. Red Hot Chili Peppers, that's a band a lot of people don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time. <laughs>